Welcome back to the Whatnots Reactor Core number 131. And we are continuing to talk about Loki season two, specifically episodes three and four. My name is Kyle Springer. And I am joined by Melissa Wilkinson. Melissa, we got a lot to talk about on these. Yeah, this one here. This is a big, like meaty chunk of, yes. of stuff that we got here. <laughs> How are you? The show's really moving. It's doing a lot in these six episodes. I'm really enjoying it. Good, good. I'm glad. Yeah, th this is like more complicated than I, I think I was expecting, mm. especially with this season really only being six episodes. I think last season was also around six episodes-ish, mm -hmm. but for some reason that felt longer. And like six episodes now just kind of feels short. But then with the amount of content that we got in episodes three and four here, it's just like, man, they are packing every episode full there's little bits and pieces hidden around every little corner of each scene so i'm excited to get into it and talk mm -hmm. about it um little bit of housekeeping right up at the top uh if you guys enjoy what we do and want to support patreon.com slash the whatnots uh is the best place to do that uh and yeah, Melissa, Yeo and I just recorded our Halloween episode last night. How yes. are you after coming <laughs> down off of the, the high that is our Halloween special for the captain's <laughs> log? It is a highlight every week. I only hope that we have lived up to the previous four Halloween specials we've done in this format. Right. Yeah, it's good. It's fun. We have a blast. Um, but. Loki season two, episodes three and four. What were your kind of general thoughts um, about these two? Because we're now, what, two thirds of the way through the season? There you are with your classic fractions. Not exactly. an episode goes by where you don't state what percentage of which the, we have covered so the, far on the this show. Basic math that I can can do besides being like, we have six episodes, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was really impressed with this set. That third episode, especially where they go to the Chicago World's Fair exposition, that looks expensive. <laughs> there's so many sets. There's so many people in it. The very rich background cast we've got in that one. Yeah. Uh, it's good to have some time travel hijinks in there. Most of our time travel hijinks have been, uh, we go to a 1980s McDonald's. We did go to inland. Okay, we've been places, but we still spent most of the time in the TVA. And I was happy yeah. to get, as much as I love the TVA set, it leans into the the fun of the thing to get out there and get amongst the people, see what you can mess with. That episode's got some really interesting surprises. And so does this fourth one. Yeah. They're putting absolutely. a lot on us. They sure did. Yeah. Uh, like you said, the 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 sets I I, I thought were particularly inter interesting. I like uh, Victor Timely's kind of hideout lab, I guess, over in Wisconsin. Um, mm -hmm. But just yeah, just like the amount of stuff that he has just kind of laying around. So much the, stuff. The devices never the mannequins, has. <laughs> yeah. All, no other all show clocks. has had this much stuff in it. 
literally just <laughs> physical objects placed on the sets. Yeah, it's good. Um, all, all, all the costuming looks fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. Even the, the like I could tell when they first went to like, here it is, Chicago, 19 or 1890 something. Who knows what? Uh, 93. It, 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 it was still a set. I, I feel like you could tell it was a set. But sometimes then when you go closer into those sets, it's it re- really kind of reinforces that of just like, oh, yeah, this is a set indoors somewhere. And I don't feel like that with this one. They're they're like mm-hmm. old school mm-hmm. Chicago set. It looked really, really good. Um, So, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed all of that I feel like there's a bunch of references that are happening in here uh, that I don't like even as a comic book nerd, like I, I don't feel like I know them all or stuff like is that I've Stilt never heard Man? of Wisconsin is, before. Is, is, is this like the grandfather of Stiltman? What's happening here? I don't know <laughs> the guy how all with the of mechanical this... pants. Yeah, the mechanical pants to make him taller. Great stuff. Um but yeah, I, I like I'm I'm having a blast with that. I'm having a blast trying to figure out what exactly is Renslayer up to? What, what is Miss mm-hmm. Minutes up to? Right. It, it seems like at, at one on, on one scene, they're working against each other. But the next scene, it's like, well, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. So why don't we team mm. up? But I'm like, I still don't trust either of you guys. Like something yeah, is going to happen. That's true between you two um it's a blast with that it was great to uh then get to see like x5 uh, again to have his character come back and get some more meaningful moments with him as well as the uh, uh, other tva agents uh as we go into episode four here there was some gruesome stuff that uh thankfully we did not get to see but we could hear it we I know that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that sound team working overtime. Good job. They did. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I absolutely had a blast with, with this. But, yeah, I, I, I think I'm I'm still in the position of like, man, how are they going to wrap this up? There's so much. Um, I I hope that they do. Right. I, I, I obviously want them to. And I'm having a blast watching it mm. moment to moment. Um, yeah, I guess I'm just scared about how all of this will wrap up. Is there going to be a season three? Because we, yeah, we did I go haven't... into season one kind of knowing there would be a season right. two. And we haven't heard anything about a season three yet. Um, I it seems likely it seems like this is perhaps their most successful of the shows. Mm-hmm. It has a lot of potential to keep going. Uh, talking with Marvel recently, like restructuring their TV department to make it truly more like a TV department and less like a six hour movie department. I can imagine they would want to have a strong mainline show that keeps going for as long as it needs to keep going. Uh, I can imagine it, but I, you know, it's probably coming. Just maybe the ink's not dry on telling any of us yet. Especially with the actors strike mm. still happening. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, because I, I think that was one of the things that they announced recently with the, restru- the restructuring is like, yeah, we have a consistent writer's room. There will be a show runner. They will make the story 
Bible or, or, or like the show Bible. And I feel like even if they didn't do that with this show, having two seasons kind of under their belt already, I feel like gives them enough runway to be like, OK, we can kind of like make up what the story Bible would be here with this. Mm-hmm. How can we then expand on, on that or, or dig into it a, a little bit? So yeah, I'm confident, but still cautiously confident of like I I think they will do this show right. Um, mm-hmm. And it just it's fun to watch. Yeah, it's stunning to look at. Uh, from from a production design standpoint, this really blows everything else out of the water in terms yeah. of those Marvel Disney Plus shows. I I have to say I think my favorite set or my favorite room i guess you could say that they go in is this like i forget i keep forgetting what they call it the place with all the pie the, the i'm also yes the automat the i'm also on team room. automat i love that set the automat is i great. love when we found loki and sylvie in there and she's like i don't know how i ended up here i got lost why am i in the automat to see the two of them just sort of pace around each other and have this tense conversation under the watchful gaze of all these pies, seeing that room shot in a slightly different way. Like it's that, that wide that's such an format, eerie space. Yeah. And the fact yeah. that we have returned there, uh, especially with Sylvie saying, I don't know how I ended up here. That does give me more thought to is there's there's truly got to be some meaning to the pie yes. room. Let, let's talk about the pie room a little bit more <laughs> because I I don't want to say I'm coming up with a theory, but I have like a metaphor that's crafting in my head okay. here of, of like, I think I think I understand the significance of this pie room here. Um, and it is it like it. So they they have this really nice conversation of. Uh, it's Sylvie and Loki in in the uh, automat, and they're kind of discussing what what the, what their plan is and their their feelings about what they're trying to do. And Sylvie ends her side of the conversation by saying, "So then, no matter what we do, we're just playing God." Mm-hmm. And if, if if you stop right there and just a- a- analyze what she said, yeah, she was basically kidnapped as a young child and taken out of Mm. this place that would maybe give her more of a sense of godhood right Mm. she actually is one which is then exactly what loki says after 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 that it's like we are gods um Mm. and i it i think it's really revealing to her character that maybe in her quest for revenge or to get her life back. She does not feel that connection to godhood. Um, mm-hmm. So maybe she does just feel like a person just kind of caught yeah. up in all of that stuff. So I think that was an interesting thing for her to say. And then Loki for him to say something like we are g- g- gods can be seen as very menacing but yeah. because it's this like extra wide shot, it's far away. Yeah. It is this kind of reminder to Sylvie of like, but we actually are that thing. Like it's it's not as sinister mm-hmm. as I think yeah, like Avengers one Loki might have said that same. Yeah, line. 
it's kind of melancholy, but also sort of hopeful. Like, yeah, we are capable of a lot more than we have been doing. We can do more. We are not out of options yet. You and I, uh, which is another thing I liked about the third episode when they're not in the TVA. That means you get to have magic stuff. Yeah. I kind of missed the magic. <laughs> and then I like that one of the things with rebooting the TVA now is that magic is now allowed inside. It's like, do it. Shut it down, please. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we can we can do more. Um, <laughs> But yeah, like I, I like his realization that like we can't just give them free will and let them be like th- they're going to do some stupid stuff and we can let them do that to an extent. But we also kind of need to tidy things up a little bit on the edges here and kind of keep it all content. Like I I, I kind of like that thinking from from him. I'm not sure exactly where that leads but it, it feels like a step in the right direction for Loki. Um, but then to bring back in the automat and this room and the way it's designed, it's pie. There's so, so many pies. There's so many timelines. They have their fingers in all sorts of pies. I, it's you it's know, literal. You know what's interesting is that It's all these slices of pie that by definition must have been at one point part of a whole. Yes. You don't really make a stick. Exactly. And like you, maybe you, who, who, who makes these, where do they come from? Forget about that. They're questions, but like the bigger question is we know the the pie must come from a big pie. You got to slice out of a big round circle. You're not making it was, you know, nobody's making these. There's no chef. It's probably just sort of weird cosmic forces aren't filling a bunch of little triangular yeah. cute dishes to make singular pie slices. That's impossible. I I want to see a whole pie before right. the day is done. A whole pie. We've got all these different characters coming together. There's a greater sense of community this season. We're like Loki and Mobius and B-15 and OB and Casey, like everybody's part of a team now. Mm-hmm. We've seen these singular key lime slices and like the little McDonald's pies, which are just like a single person handheld. Yeah. Show me a big family pie, please. Absolutely. And then to to continue with that kind of metaphor that like the pies are these timelines or, or just all of the stuff that they are trying to deal with that they have their fingers in. Right. Uh the lighting above them is just it's like this one big central light and then there's like these smaller circular lights all around it and it just looks like planets like it it, yeah. look, it looks like a like what you would see uh to 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 talk about the distinguished competition uh what you would see they see comics do for their like crisis on infinite earths of events or or stuff like that they're they're crises it's just all of these like alternate planets like these alternate earths and what could happen with them and they're having this conversation about the timeline and alternate realities and we're gods to all of that and it's just it's just this kind of metaphor that's cooking in my head. I, I don't know if it, act, you know, is going to have some plot significance or stuff like, oh, the T-1000 
TVA actually got started in a pie shop back on Earth 3.14, right? And it, no, it, it's, it's not. It's not all that. But yeah, it's it's just it's fun to think about that there is detail in everything like that. That's mm. getting fun. What do you think about mm. the World Fair? Uh, it's a very fun setting. I like that Mobius is also mostly sightseeing. He just wants to eat <laughs> caramel corn. He wants to eat his Cracker Jacks. Yeah. I love when they need to chase after somebody and he pulls out a, <laughs> a bicycle built for two. A tandem and bike. stares and at it. Like, he's like, no, please, no. No, no I, but no, they do. I refuse. <laughs> they he do does. The there is a scene yeah, in the back around. They pull up on that tandem bike and I'm just like, oh, Loki, you hate this. <laughs> I love the Balder the Brave reference. That's very fun. Yep, absolutely. Um, yeah, the, and then his like, Thor's not that tall, and then like walks <laughs> away. Like, he's still, he's still mad. Just like, damn it, Thor. <laughs> um, yeah, that stuff was fantastic. I like. I mean, yeah, like it. The those sets, like we said, just look incredible. I think the introduction of Victor Timely himself is just. I, I I feel like just as strange as when we first got to see he who remains mm -hmm. like we were excited to see him. And I think even in that performance, we were like, man, Jonathan Majors, he's having fun. He's chewing up the scenery. He's sitting mm -hmm. on his desk all strange. He's j jumping on things. And we're like, man, he's he's weird. He's having fun. And then you see him in this and you're just like. Oh, he's a different kind of weird here in this one. And he's yeah. having fun with this, too. Like, it's I, I know there's still I'm not sure where all of his allegations mm. are at uh, with that. But despite all of that, I think his performances in, in this are strong. Yes. Um, they, yes. They are. They are a blast to watch. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, just to just to see him, uh, just the, the way he talks and the way he pauses in between mm. words is interesting like it it sounds like he has a speech impediment like me he stu he stutters mm. but he tries to mitigate that by having a certain cadence with yes. with his speech it it seems almost like a persona that he's putting on to, mm -hmm. to help him get through that uh which is interesting than to to be like is this kind of a show like is this a performance for you to an extent um that was just a, a thought that occurred in the back of my mind that he's he's seeming to put on an air about himself right um mm -hmm. i don't know was, was that something that you got from from him I, too i at least at least in that in the context when we meet him, he is supposed to be literally a showman. He's here at the World's sure, yes, Fair. Yeah. He is presenting an exhibit. And oh, that makes sense that when he's meeting these new people, when he's trying to be this respectable, inspirational scientist, maybe he would carry himself a different way than he behaves in private. But then he continues that same cadence in private. 
Uh, well, we never really see him in private. <laughs> we well, always see him with people from the future quote, he's trying to impress. Right, like, quote, unquote, in private, like, not in his, like, I'm trying to sell this machine that barely works. Also, uh, ask about our extendable trousers. They're they're half off right now, right? Like, he's not he's not making a business deal right now, mm. but I think you are right. You're on to something that, like, even in the conversations that he's picking up when he doesn't understand the full context, he realizes, I think, that he has some kind of importance. And so if he can put on this air that he is of that same importance, maybe it'll save his life. Maybe he can yeah. convince them to do something else. Maybe he can get more power in the situation than he has initially. And I, I think when he finally gets to the TVA and is like looking at all these murals of this like multiversal war and all of this stuff. I, yeah, I, I think it's starting to get to him and get to his head of, of, of like maybe it's not about impressing these people, but continuing mm. this like show of confidence of, mm. of yeah, yes, I am like worthy of the admiration you already seem mm. to kind of mm -hmm. give me the admiration and mm. fear right yeah um so yeah that's an, an interesting thing to think about i like there. when he when he meets ouroboros and i i would like to learn more about how they influenced each other how that literally is an ouroboros but i love casey in the background who looks excited to meet somebody else who's another ouroboros fan He's right. like, I've been in a He's fandom like, of one. one. Of He's holding one up his book us. like, right? He's holding up his book like, do you want to see where Ouroboros signed my book, Mr. Timeline? He's like, oh, I drew him right underneath that. Do you want to see my picture? <laughs> I drew him and me. We're best friends. We're on a tandem bicycle. <laughs> yeah, I like when Victor fantastic. Timely's real jazzed about the hot cocoa machine. That's very sweet. You have a and machine. To do the hot cocoa. <laughs> right. Like he's been designing time travel mechanisms, but he never thought about what if hot I had cocoa. a kettle? What if I had a beverage maker? <laughs> I like when he offers the guard, no, the hot cocoa is good. Like we should share it. You should have this one too. And the guard's like, okay. And then, they, and then yeah. he dies. That, that scene pruned. in particular is strange because he, he, like offers him the hot cocoa and the guy's resistant at first just like not nah, like i'm i'm on duty i can't have hot cocoa right um, <laughs> that's the devil's temperature <laughs> that's the devil's milk um <laughs> uh but but he he kind of in like just still just stands there insisting without even saying anything and it it does start to feel sinister. It does start to feel yes. like I've done something to this hot cocoa. It's hotter than oh, you how think you it did, is. But yes. Don't burn your tongue, yes. right? Yeah. Um, and, and that's not what ends up happening in the scene, but I think it's just a small, like, innocuous reminder of, like, hey, we don't know if we can trust this guy fully yet. Um, and then, yeah, the guy ends up being pruned uh and then they drop the hot chocolate and it looks like a person when he drops it kind of <laughs> vaguely and, yeah 
the arms are are up like oh my god oh no i'm a ghost <laughs> <laughs> um yeah just some, let's some talk about x5 briefly about while we're while yes, we're please. here let's while we're it. in the scene that x5 is in i i do like that we came back to him we had to spend more time with him i i appreciate that he does defect he does betray his uh general slash mom and the TVA to to team up with this rebellious Renslayer. But he does look sad about it. He's like, I made my choice. I did what I wanted to do, but I I don't regret it. But I am deeply sad and troubled. Like <laughs> we and that scene when they get all smushed in the cubed, when they get cubed to death. Yeah. I love that we just hang on that actor's his, face his for face. so long. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and just, just that, that that was the scene. I was like, you don't see it, but you hear it. You hear them like the right. squelching and the dripping from all of the, the blood and guts and stuff that, you know, is shit like two feet away right there. I know um, it's yeah, nasty it's stuff. And it's then just, I like disgusting. when they're is it do they victor timely tied up i forget who he is tied up <laughs> like we've got our methods we've ways of making you talk and then x5 like, leans over and he says box. he doesn't he doesn't even say it with any sort of snark or menace or smart alecry he sounds sad he's like it's a small box <laughs> he's like i don't like that we have to use small box but we have small box please don't make us use small box i've um, seen the horrors that smallpox can yeah, wreak but it, it's 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 his face as he's watching it happen as he he almost had it happen to him previously mm-hmm. lay, uh knowing that he betrayed all of his friends with that final question being asked to him of of like is this worth it like right mm. and then to him to go and prune that one dude to then have the like l- the hot liquid now spilling on the floor and him being reminded yet mm. again of all the hot liquid that he just saw spill out yeah. on the floor right uh such a textural in, in episode back. episode four right. <laughs> softly in the back Go around of my mind, you hear always something there to remind me. <laughs> <laughs> <I know. laughs> um, but yeah, he's he's having a rough time. I feel like he's gonna come around last second. Like that yes. was almost th- that was one of my thoughts that went through my head as we as as we focus on his face as the rest of his team is being squished. Um, is like. What if they knew they were going to be squished? Well, no matter what, how how can we trick Renslayer or Miss Minutes into believing us that we are on their side? Well, they're not going to believe us if they're all just like, oh, yep, sign me up. I'm in the army now. Mm. Um, that Like that might seem a little fake here uh, and they might. So but if if they all sacrifice themselves except for one of them who then has to carry out what could potentially be a suicide mission mm. anyways. We don't know if he can make their sacrifice worth it or not. That's a lot of pressure on him. And I, my, my, my thought was just like, well, now he's close to Renslayer. 
Like, yeah. And now he he almost has her trust of of like, I yeah, I'm the only one in my group here, which means you can trust me because like genuinely I had to get away from everyone else who was like, no, don't do this. So my like scheming. Yeah. Mind here yeah. Is like, what if this is on purpose? Maybe this is his greatest role, his most fine yes, acting. Exactly. Thank you. Exactly. Um, <laughs> the, 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 a true actor, a thespian, if you will. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's going to hold yeah. a skull, do the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, he's 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 good. I, I hope we get some more of him down the mm -hmm. road. I would say also, I love the return to the orange uh, small box room. That's such a sinister set. I've never seen the color orange be used so menacingly. I love the low ceiling. Whatever that weird big vacuum machine is with just the long, long hose snaking around the room. There's something about that that feels so disconcerting and it's not even right. doing anything. It, well, it's it's sucking out all the blood and guts from underneath. It the, will. The, the it will. Vent. Um. But yeah, uh, Renslayer and Miss Minutes. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on on them in these two episodes here? I like seeing Miss Minutes go full Weebo. Do you remember Weebo, the little robot from the Flubber movie that Robin Williams made? And she was always in love with Robin Williams and she wanted to take Kinda. human form and marry him. And I, she's I like, I don't I don't like your, your human wife recently. <laughs> Flubber is worth rewatching for Weibo. She breaks my heart. She's a tremendous character. <laughs> I'm not kidding. We have a, a so Flubber apologist here on the show. <laughs> I find that element of the motion picture Flubber very touching. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, so it's it's a neat turn to see Miss Minutes do that. It's so creepy when she just like projects her face over a oh. mannequin. I yeah. love when they reboot her and she turns into ASCII. <laughs> She's yeah. made out of like dashes. That's very fun. She's becoming such a villain. Oh, she she's just like oh, yeah, full of glee watching everybody get crushed by Smallbox. She's a true sicko. <laughs> she 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 is she's just so happy like yes it's ha this is amazing this it, is awesome yeah <laughs> it is right she's like that can't happen to me i don't this is the one benefit of me not having a body is that nobody can put me in small box i'm immune to small box ooh, ooh, yeah that might be her fate because she is wanting a body does she get put yeah. in one next week i would like to see her have a body i'd love to see an on-screen tara strong That'd be yeah. nice. Yeah. Um, I, I, I know there's been some theories kind of going around of like, is Renslayer a Kang variant here? What's mm -hmm. what's her secret? Um, and I, I, I don't think she is a Kang variant. I'm I'm wondering if she is. The, the it it's another kind of chicken in the egg situation between her and Miss Minutes of they mm. are kind of the same person or it was like a a, a younger version of uh Renslayer's like orig original persona uh th that was put into Miss Minutes and that was the thing that was allowed to grow up into the Miss Minutes we have now 
and that's why the accent is different they're from different worlds different locate right um it's it's just it's it's the kind of like they both have this loving crush on uh on on victor timely on on kang and Mm -hmm. when when we do see this one version of ren slayer get pruned her body kind of warps into this like our glass mm. shape, which is a way to keep time. It it it, yes. it is an early <laughs> form of a clock. Red and blue make purple. So you understand an hourglass is a convenient convenient way for you to store your sand. <laughs> yes, sand storage will never be the same. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Anakin needed one of these. Um, <laughs> Take it but, away. I don't want it to touch me. But like th- that, th- that is the kind of like hint or Easter egg that I could see it being like, oh, there is a connection between these two characters. Maybe her like a version of her was put into this ar- artificial intelligence. Uh, and mm. that is why. Because then e- even thinking back to the finale of last season when Kang explains the multiverse and himself and all of that stuff, the, the Kang that he says discovers the multiverse was from the 31st century. So is from like way in the future. But of course, when you're dealing with timey, whiny stuff, it's all kind of happening at the same time. Which is why we see Renslayer in episode three here when she's first explaining to Victor Timely kind of what the whole deal is. And hey, there is a multiverse. There's multiple versions of you. When she's first trying to explain it, she's kind of unsure of like, do I say this in the past tense? The future tense? It was a nice touch. I don't know exactly how to say that, Um, which could account for why miss minutes thinks she she was around first of like maybe she was created in one like in the 31st century and then they went backwards in time to do this and then it just so happens that she didn't know that she was based off of a real person or something like that who knows um but yeah i i i i, I liked the competition for the little bit that it lasted i I didn't necessarily need it to go on forever but i I liked how they just kind of dropped her off in that boat and was just like sayonara and she was like she said partnership (laughs) you fucking hate partnerships right um except for me your your clock wife right yeah i take no human Uh, woman i take only clock yeah uh but but like that's the the thing is she's at least smart enough to not say the word partnership mm-hmm. but then mm-hmm. later on we obviously hear say like we can lead together and that's when he's just like uh-uh nope <laughs> get mm-hmm. out of here uh but then the, the weird thing to, to get off of them for a sec the weird thing then is that when timely meets ob they kind of shake hands and make this like partnership here of, of like the things we can make together um, and mm. I just thought that as an odd, like, huh, okay, that's weird, uh, interesting, um, but who, who, who knows where that? Yeah, there's there's more goes. to learn about Ob for sure. What did you think about the return to where we were at the end of episode one, where you find that Loki is pruned himself and Ob was on the phone the whole time? 
That's... great reveals. I thought that was awesome. Yeah. I don't know how it works I, I... exactly. <laughs> but I liked it. It's narratively been a little odd to me that after he went through that, Loki didn't, we didn't see him Stopped. think about it again. Right. It was not a question on his mind. Who pruned me? He just sort of find who was on the phone. Who was phone? What did all that mean? Like, it's, I don't know, (laughs) when we've been wondering about it, but zero people within the actual show have been wondering about it. I don't know. It just felt a little off balance to me, but it, that is an exciting sequence. I like the panic mode that the TVA is in. I like just the... Mm -hmm the noise of the the phone and the elevator door and the all the, the alarm bells and that, everything yeah. yeah it's it's a well done sequence i am wondering if we might return back there a third time mm. cuz for that yeah. to, for them to set up that mystery and then come back to it 3 episodes later with you could have i think you could have easily imagined loki another loki prunes loki and as for who was phone, the answer is OB. And it's not a really plot relevant answer. It's not a twist or anything. It's just sort of fun. Yeah, <laughs> I, I have to be honest. I, I kind of forgot about that, that he gets pruned at the end of episode one there. And in in my mind, when we see him get pruned in this one, I was like, wait, did, did he time slip? At the end, there is that what happened in the first episode, because I remember this scene, Mm. but I don't remember if he actually got pruned or if that was one of the instances of him time slipping to then I thought, like, is every instance of him time slipping an instance where down the road he will have to come back and prune himself out of and like Mm. that's kind of what's happening it it like in the same way that like Obi didn't remember that he met things until he remembered that he like met these certain people or made these certain things right like until it comes up narratively they don't remember it in the weird way like I'm wondering if it's like a visual representation of that of them time slipping is just like it's actually them being pruned in some weird time loop circle thing happening here. I don't know if that's the case. I know there's more instances of Loki time slipping in later episodes, but Mm, he also mm. hasn't time slipped recently. It really only happened in that first episode. I am curious why we return to that. Uh, The the thing about the, the scenery, he prunes himself. Just ultimately the goal of the whole series, him and Sylvie getting together. That's you effectively pruning yourself. Eyebrow waggle across alternate (laughs) dimensions. I I mean, those those weapons apparently do have to be serviced twice a day. Gotta service your rod at least once a day. Uh, Do you have any magazines I look at while I service my rod? I I just wonder if maybe Loki, the spaghettification of Victor Timely, oh, incredible, yeah. so gruesome that that scream, oh, the, <laughs> the that this is like, and then like the timeline explodes and that's one of the last things anybody sees is just this man get blown to noodles. <laughs> but I, I I am wondering if Loki will at some point 
go back and try to stop that from happening and he will need to go back in time and we will see that scene with him in front of the elevators maybe a third third time time from yet another perspective yeah um yeah i i wouldn't put it past them i am loving the the time travel timey wimey don't understand how it all Mm. works just Mm -hmm. yet until that last moment where it's just like oh everything fits now i get it i think but i get it the youtube ending explained right (laughs) um yeah i i don't know where they're gonna go next i i know we get a thing of loki outside of a jet ski store but that's kind of about Mm -hmm. it I don't know how he gets there is the thing because it looks like the universe exploded or the, the, the timeline exploded. I don't yeah, know what do we have now? What that means if like did it actually obliterate things somehow some way or is that like is it just like a cloud of radiation that like sends them somewhere in the time stream because they did that is 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 the spaghettification actually planting all of these variants out there in the time stream in this in that way like each noodle is a new time loop stream say i don't know he did like that one did like turn to dust that when we we saw it there so i i don't know i don't know what's happening at all it just kind of ended and it was like oh uh, find out next time on Loki it, it, season two, it is a, episodes five. It is a great, a great spot to end. Just right. <laughs> he, he exploded. You have no hope. Yeah, <laughs> and every, everything's blown to bits. How? Let me ask you this though. This is more not speculative, but like if season one was extended, I, I think they had a great cliffhanger with, mm. with Loki, uh, like g- g- getting back to the TVA and realizing like, uh, there's this big statue of Kang there. That was a great place to end it. But I also feel mm. like this would have been a great finale for season mm. one here. If they just extended it by a few more episodes, mm-hmm. um, it, cause it, it just, it, it, I know six episodes is fairly short. That's kind of been my my most common complaint with this show. They're packing a lot into those things. I just kind of want more room to sit and breathe with these things. And I think by now I feel comfortable in the show. Mm. And then it hits me like we're almost done with season two. Good Lord. Like, so, yeah, would if if this had been the finale of season one, do you think that would have been a good spot to wrap up season one? Or were you are you just like, no, I'm I'm good with the way things were. I I think the season one finale is very effective. Uh, I, this could have been effective also. I don't know. <laughs> I yeah, won't know until those... we've had all the Loki we can have. And then I can see <laughs> if I can section it off into new different seasons. <laughs> Yeah, I I just I, I don't know. I, I thought this like it it has like a season finale feel to it. But then I know there's still two more episodes left after this. Like, yeah, it was just so much happening. It felt like it had so much meaning behind what they were doing. And then spaghetti splat right at the end. And then, then just spaghetti. Black. Yeah. 
Um, and yeah, I, I just, I was like, huh, like that would like my mind would have been racing. I mean, it still is, but if this was the like season one finale, immediately just been like, guys, we need to talk about this. What's happening? What can happen next? Like what went wrong? How do they come back? Did they all die? What happened? Right. Um, that like like it that feels like end of season conversations. So, mm-hmm. I don't know, just a thought, right? Yeah, I we're gonna have to look back in two weeks back on the structure, uh, and see where we are. <laughs> yeah, end of Act Two in our, our mm-hmm. three act uh, structure here. So yeah, um, cool. I, I don't know if I have much else to say. Do you feel like we covered most of it? I think so. Good stuff. Uh, Cool. Well, then I I guess we will wrap up. Oh, you have something? One one final thing. Just when Rinslayer goes to the the Citadel at the end of the universe and she looks down at the tiny, tiny versions of her and he who remains. That's so eerie that's so wonderfully strange just like <laughs> tiny them walking around a desk good detail yeah it was fun mm-hmm. um cool well, we will wrap things up right there for our reactions to loki season two episodes three and four this one was a blast we hope you enjoyed it as well uh we will see you all in two weeks time when when season one or when season two has wrapped up mm-hmm. here uh, so we will see you all then but until next time melissa where can the pe- people find you on the interwebs i have a new letterbox at wilkywit w-i-l-k-y-w-i-t there you go uh, and you guys can find me at yo kyle springer on most of the social media places uh, if you want to stay up to date with all of the stuff that we do here at the whatnots we are at the whatnots on most social medias uh and yeah please go like share and subscribe you guys know the deal with all of that you're watching this on youtube go check out one of our other videos right over there that would help us out a ton uh but yeah this has been number 131 of the whatnots reactor core we will see you all next time bye bye